you get the two lesbian hands touching oh my my tibet hands Mm -hmm. that's where i want it like i want to get them i mean somewhere but like i need to find an artist that can actually do shit you know yeah i get that because i've not researched anyone over here so but the guy who did this was really good i want him to do my b and maybe he could do the hands do your what my b i want to be right here to go with the butterfly oh i was confused what the b stood for sure what is it? it literally stands for butterfly what no i have a butterfly right here and i want to be right here what does the b stand for it doesn't have to mean anything it just is a b <laughs> a bumblebee not the letter b fran what is going on lately girl like are you okay <laughs> Why would I get a B? That's why I was confused. But like, you know me. Why would I get a fucking B on my arm, Fran? Hi, everyone. Welcome to All Things Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a great intro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So Lita and I have had very strange um, communication difficulties this week where- It's not even communication difficulties. It is you being like, what? And me being like, what part are you not getting? And then you being like, oh, I was confused by this. And I was like, okay, I guess I should have communicated it a little bit better, but also like, huh? There's sometimes <laughs> where I talk in riddles. I think in riddles. I don't talk, talk in riddles though. No, I think in riddles. That's why- exactly so anyway um we love each other i swear um how was your week it was fine okay how was your week it was good i wanted to tell i i I didn't tell you this yesterday something funny happened to me um so i went to see the taylor swift um concert movie thingy with my friend and i didn't want to pay movie theater prices for candy and a drink so i went to the dollar store to get candy and a a soda Mm -hmm. and when i'm checking out i asked the um cashier i was like oh how's your night going and he was a he was a wonderful gay man and he was like oh you know and i'm like i know and he's he like was not having a good night obviously and i said listen I'm the one here buying Sour Patch Kids in a in a can of Sprite at 7:30 at night. So I mean, he's like, yeah, actually, yeah. I said, so we're both kind of going through it. It was just a funny, really funny exchange. He didn't know I was going to the movies, but I, yeah, I love that. Thank you. I'm in my Sprite era because of the caffeine mm. in uh, Diet Coke. As you sip on an iced coffee at twelve <laughs> o'clock at night, I don't. All my friends can have caffeine at all hours of the day. Maybe it's the ADHD. Maybe it's the, I constantly have coffee. Maybe it's the, I don't know. I think honestly, I, I've never really had a lot of caffeine. Like even when I was like, since I was a kid, like I wasn't really like someone that drank a lot of caffeinated things. So I think I just have a very, I'm very sensitive to it. I wish I was like that. I really do. I have no tolerance really for caffeine. I'm jealous. After 2 p.m., forget about it. Forget about I, it. Again, I'm jealous. Because well, I wish it I wish it affected me like that. Because then I would only drink one a day instead of yeah. 
what I do. <laughs> well, so there, there's many things that you have that I I I envy. So, oh god, <laughs> perfect eyebrow shape. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, fair. I'm very lucky. Yes, hair very that needs to be pushed side to side and look nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Strength. <laughs> you like how I'm just turning red? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll get into what we're going to talk about. I'll stop complimenting you now. <sighs> Look at your little face. I like pinch your little. <laughs> no. Remember when I, I tried? How I'm ever going to get? But huh? no, keep going, keep going. No, I nothing. You don't know how you're ever gonna get. Uh, uh, that's okay. Nothing. I'll cut it out. Oh, it was literally nothing. I promise. No. Okay. Ow. Why? Why don't you take it off? Like not like in not not in a not now. Not, you not, no, now. I, I I'll just take it off now. Your, I'll take it off now for your own comfort. <laughs> All right. I love it. We're going to talk about the fall of the House of Usher today. Oh, this was <laughs> such a good show. Mike Flanagan did it again. Yeah, like Haunting of Hill House is a perfect show. Yes, it's a. It's a perfect show. Blind Manor was good, but it wasn't nearly as good as Hill House. No, it wasn't. Midnight Mass, I'm watching. You're watching without me? I'll watch it again. No, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll watch it again because I don't get it. <laughs> oh, you don't get it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I I'll get it, it, but like, I don't get the hype. I mean, there wasn't really that much hype around it. Actually, a lot of people didn't like it. I really liked it because I really, I got it. Like, I got the, like, I understood early on what was going on. So I think that helped. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand what's going on. I think I just, like, don't, it's a, it's a show that is full of monologues. There's not a lot of action. There's no. just, like, you know, like, and that's fine. But it There's just feels so slow. And then, like, sometimes things happen and I'm like, okay we have two episodes to resolve all of this let's go and let's let's pack it up everyone <laughs> yeah there's just like a lot of like that like deep-seated catholic um yeah lore and stuff in it and and my family's not catholic so like you know what i mean like my family's very back like southern baptist yeah so i get it but like i don't get it yeah and I think like when I watched Midnight Mass like I really really loved it and I don't know why but like there was something about it that really like struck me and then when I met Kate the first time I like talked to her about it and I was like oh and I don't really remember what I said because I had just I'd watched it not that long ago I had not watched it long before I saw her and I was like oh like it was like really important to me um and something with like the whole like reformed catholic type of thing like the whole idea of that like in the cult like thing and she and we had a really nice discussion about it because she's like oh i love talking to reformed catholics so i was like okay she's so hot oh she really is oh my god today at work i was like i was talking about the house of usher with like the people that i work with 
And literally every single woman was like, Kate Siegel. And I was like, I was literally punching the counter. I was like, why does Mike Flanagan look like this? He yeah. looks like this. That's Mike. Yeah. And she. And she's a goddess walking among us. Every, the hottest woman I've ever seen is always just walking around with the ugliest man I've ever seen. Jennifer. Laurel's Henry's fine. <laughs> um, June Diane Raphael. Yeah. Yeah. Kate. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. Oh, Sasha Alexander. Yep. Jessica Capshaw. Have you? Yep. No, her husband's cute. Oh, I don't know what what he what he looks like anyway. That's fine. We're just going through a list. We're just going through a list <laughs> of all the women. Yeah. It's always it's always that way. It's always the hottest woman you've ever seen. Ever. Crazy. Anyway. <laughs> um, but Kate's a very nice lady to begin with. She seems it. She seems very fun. Very yeah. funny. The second time I met her, I was we knew that she was we weren't like what we were waiting for her. We were standing outside a hotel knowing that she was gonna be there and we were waiting for her at like ten o'clock at night. Um but and uh so she like pulled up and we like very politely went up to her and like said hi and she literally wanted to talk to us she was like oh my god like hi and we're like oh we saw you like a few months ago and she was like oh yeah like she's like yeah like that was fun blah 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 blah. and then we like said like oh you look amazing and she was like she went in about her outfit and she was like oh my god doesn't it look nice I got a new stylist the stylist is using all my clothes so that gives me a reason to go buy new clothes and then she's like you know what we need to take a picture because I didn't wear this outfit out for no one to have a picture (laughs) with me in it And then she literally took pictures with uh individually with me and my friends so we'd have proof of her outfit from that night. And then she was like, can't wait to see you guys again. And then like went inside. Oh. <laughs> like so. And uh, she's by? Yeah. Uh, we what? We did. She needs to be on the L Word New York. She needs oh, to she's be so on the hot. New oh, York. I can't believe. And she's not like a list enough that like it'd be like stunt casting on the L word. Right, movie. right. Oh, she should. I I made a whole tweet about it the other day, and I was like, I yeah. need to get on my bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> the hair, the face, the the, the teeth. The teeth. <laughs> this, this this week's caption be like the episode where Celine talks about Kate Siegel's teeth. <laughs> guys don't worry it's someone else's teeth this time <laughs> she's just so versatile oh and yes she has actually dated women do you hear orion growling he because he's he agrees he was me oh. he's me right now he is like mother like <laughs> son <laughs> so she's so hot yeah but you know what? And kudos to Mike Flanagan for always casting his wife in all of his things. And Carla. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he, he doesn't talk does. about lesbian tears for no reason. He really does. He's okay, should we get into it? <laughs> yeah, we should get into it. So if you haven't watched the show and you don't want to be spoiled, I suggest you stop here. Uh, if you have watched, you know what, you, up to you. Spoiler, spoilers ahead. Um but yeah, I'm just going to get into it real quickly. Pull out the iPad. We got new toys here at, at All Things. 
bottom of the <laughs> is the sponsorship. There is no sponsorship. Um, <laughs> why are you so close to the camera? Why not? You don't want to look? No, you can be close to the camera. <laughs> um, I posted a gif of Alice and Shane when they're like eating the popcorn. You saw it. And I was like, this is me and Celine. And the people were like, oh, did something Who's happen? I said, no, that's just us. Who's who? Oh, yeah. I, said we, I said we alternate. We do. Yeah. Except our energy is very, I'm Kate and you're Leisha. Yeah. But I'm also, yeah. Just like when we're talking. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're Kate and I'm Leisha. Yeah, I'm very. <sighs> you're more in line and then I'm more like bound. <laughs> oh, Leisha. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, bum, 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 bum. The Fall of the House of Usher is an American gothic horror drama television miniseries created by Mike Flanagan. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. All eight episodes were, oh, we don't need to read that part. Okay. Loosely based on various works by Edgar Allan Poe, the series adapts otherwise unrelated stories and characters by Poe into a single nonlinear narrative that takes place between the time of 1953 and 2023 and recounts both the rise and fall of Roderick Usher, the powerful CEO of a corporate pharmaceutical company and his sister, Madeline, their twins, which took me a few episodes to realize, and the events leading to the deaths of all six of his children. It stars an ensemble cast led by, how do you, how do you pronounce Carla's last name? You could. Is it, it's Gugino, Gugino? I, as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, I can't pronounce anyone's last name on this line. So we all know who we're talking about. Carla, Carla Gugino. <laughs> Gugino. I don't know. Gugino. I don't as know. As a mysterious woman playing the ushers, <clears throat> oh, plaguing the ushers, and Bruce Greenwood as elderly Roderick. Um, the story of the fall of the House of Usher starts in 2023, right after Roderick Usher, the wealthy and powerful CEO, lost all six of his children from eldest to youngest, Frederick, Tamerlene, who are the only two not born from different mothers and outside of marriage, Victorine, Camille, Napoleon, and Prospero. Within two weeks, they all died. So that gives you the timeline. Of yeah. the whole thing. The evening after the final funeral for his children, Roderick invites uh the C. Augustine Dupin. I did not know he had a name in the show. That's fine. An assistant US States attorney who de who's dedicated his career to exposing Fortunato's pharmaceuticals corruptions to Roderick's children's home, where he tells Dupin the true story of his family and progressively unreals the darkest secrets. The darkest usher secrets. Um, the story is told in two timelines, one from 1953 to 1980, and then the second timeline being in 2023. It's very easy to follow. You could definitely tell what timeline you're in as you're watching. So let's talk about episode one. So it opens with the funeral. Yeah. We don't really know exactly what's going on. Um, and then Roderick and the state attorney go to the house and Roderick starts telling oh well Roderick sees all the ghosts of his dead children collapses and then it well, like I thought he does he see the ghosts of his dead children or he sees the raven 
and then he falls onto the sidewalk and his nose starts bleeding and he says it's time it's time oh right he sees the thing in the car he sees the raven the that that, that was okay <laughs> that got me that got me because i was like what the fuck like what is going what is with the jester like what's going on what's the ringing of the bells that was a beautiful tie-in <laughs> i know he sees his dead children in the church goes outside that's what it was yeah and then he yes. sees the jester in the car which doesn't really come up then for the rest it literally comes up again for the second time ever in episode eight it comes in in the finale did i miss it what the gesture at the in the finale i watched the finale yeah where was it or maybe it was the what why don't i remember this because <laughs> it was the gesture and then it was rufus <laughs> i obviously need to rewatch i forgot <laughs> because of the new year's eve party he was dressed as the gesture and that's what the ringing is and Right, 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 right. Okay, thank you. I said I said before this I have a shit memory, so there's too many details to remember. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, here. So the first episode title consists of phases from the first line of Poe's poem, The Raven. The last episode bears the poem's title. The and then everything else has different oh, and then the other episodes have the same titles of the following short stories by Poe. The Mask of the Red Death, The Murders of Rue Morgue. The Black Cat, The Telltale Heart, The Gold Bug, and The Pit, and The Pendulum. Okay. So, we learn that in 1962, Roderick and Madeline's mother, Eliza, dies. Mm -hmm. She's like a huge Jesus freak. Yes. Um, Literally will not seek help. And she dies, and they have to bury her in the backyard, and then she resurrects and goes down the street to kill her formal bo- former boss and current ceo of fortunato and, and, and that he is the dad he's the dad of roderick and madeline which also took me till episode two to figure out i was confused yeah hey you don't get midnight mass i didn't understand this at first yeah okay then uh we jump to a present time where a trial begins um for the usher family to be held responsible for thousands of deaths during the opiate epidemic dupin mentions an informant with the family and then um roderick recounts a faithful encounter with a mysterious woman named verna who foretold a life-altering change for the siblings during the new year's eve in 1979 so that's so episode one really sets up like the whole thing, like all the different pieces of the show. Yep. That was and the then, entire first episode. I mean, yeah, that's setting up everything. That's how it is. And then episode two, I mean, like you hit the ground running. It really <laughs> did hit the ground running. It's, oh my god! And like the ending of episode two is like wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in 1979, Dupin investigates grave exhumations linked to drug trials. The younger Roderick, living with Madeline and his first wife, Annabelle Lee, and their young children, fall, fails a pitch to, sorry, fails a pitch of Ligodone to the Fortunato CEO, Rufus Griswold, who succeeded the former one who the mom killed. 
In the present, Perry, Frederick, and Prim must deal with environmental concerns involving their properties. When Frederick insults Perry, Perry decides to host a masquerade theme party at one of the condemned properties to prove his worth. So, like, that's the thing that we learn in episode two, that all the kids, like, basically have to pitch to Roderick and Madeline, um, like, a thing to get money, and then, like, they invest in it. And that's how the kids can make their fortune, using this investment from their dad and their aunt. Um, Prospero, Perry, for short, is uh, wanting to open, like, a crazy, like, VIP exclusive bar. Hedonism. Yeah. <laughs> Just debauchery <laughs> partying sex drugs he wants to open up a nightclub where everyone can just get loose <laughs> yep <And his laughs> so dad... it's a nightclub or a bar and his dad's like no <laughs> yeah no. i think it's an awful idea that's why i think that his fucking it's well when i first thought of it i was like oh it's the seven deadly sons but it's not apparently it was debunked because he was like mike flanagan was like no i've already done like the religious trauma (laughs) and i'm like damn dude like this would have been so it was already well done but yeah prospero being lust (laughs) well that's the thing i looked it up and someone like there was like a whole screen rant article about like the about like the seven deadly sins and all the kids and stuff in them i know but but i guess not debunked (laughs) debunked so there's also a little part in here that doesn't seem like it matters much but it does um madeline's trying to break into the ai space and she's taking frederick's daughter lenore and basically copying her and putting her into an ai database um so they could clone her at some point um perry when he goes to throw this like crazy masquerade themed party at one of the condemned properties um and he wants to like use water from the facility's tanks to like signal the orgy because like he wants there to be an orgy um he invites frederick's wife so lenore's mother to the party planning to seduce her for revenge but during the party do you want to say what happens? They all die. <laughs> they all die. Because when the water turns on, it actually is like some sort of chemical, like acid, that burns all of them. And it's the most vile looking thing. It's so cool. It's so cool. I just want to know how they did it. I mean, like, I know how they did it, but like, I want to know how they did it. Also, what do you think Verna is? Like... Well, it's almost like they, like Verna, like it's kind of, I always saw her as like, they sold their soul to the devil. I don't think she's the devil. I don't think she's the devil, but it's like that concept. Like they sold their soul to the devil. because It's like an amalgamation of like the devil, the crossroads demon, death itself. Yeah. Crazy. Verna being an anagram for Raven. Because like they go, when they like figure out that, like in the later episodes, like verna is shown with like a bunch of other like important people in history who all died <laughs> well died, yeah because who all, all got like assassinated mysteriously <laughs> well it was all verna it was the raven i know she's death itself yeah. something she's something she's hot wait does this explain maybe this explains 
Once again, this is just a Wikipedia page. Oh, a mysterious woman from the Usher's twins past in truth of an immortal embodiment of death who takes okay, so the various forms, <laughs> most notably the raven, to prey on the Usher's. But it's so interesting because she can also like shapeshift, which uh, not like in like a human way. I mean, it's not interesting because like it's death. It's, she's just an entity, but like, I don't know. When she's that beautiful shot of Augie, like in episode eight, when the house, can y'all stop fighting? When the house of Usher has collapsed and she's standing on top of all of the rubble. And then he like, I don't know if he looks away or like lightning or something. And then it's a raven. I was like, it's so clever amazing oh it's so good also i'm so glad that he took like creative liberty because in the house of usher the uh the reason why like the house collapses is because it's like an incestuous uh family and so like Mm. Madeline's like riddled with disease because it's incest and like they're like in love too and like yeah <laughs> it's a whole thing so I'm very glad that he did not make them that way because then I would be like I don't want to watch this talking about this right now huh we probably wouldn't no, we would not be talking about how amazing the show is but like but also, the- it's just like this is why I think this show has like I know Hill House is the perfect show but this is like to, for me. Well, because like this has this is a broader, bigger element. It's like Hill House is a, is like one like this is a bigger yeah than Hill House is. Like Hill House is I an mean, idea, and it was a great. And Hill House is perfect. Yes, we're we're not just. But like this show with time, it's like the writing was amplified. The storyline, it was more. It was like it's a broader world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like Hill House just being based off one book compared to being based off of a poet's work yeah it's so clever and just so well done (laughs) it's so good it's so good every every kid being named after a fucking character in one of his poems or his short stories you just know the fates of everyone but it's still you still want to watch it you do crazy (laughs) So now we get to episode three, and this focuses solely on Camille, our our girl. She should have been eight. I know. I'm so. Freddie should have died. Fuck him. Die in episode three. She's so, and she was so hot. She always is, but like that hair, the clothes. Oh my god! Fucking calm down. (laughs) Her and like the bralette with the high waisted pants. The wait, but the one with the like where it's like where you can see her nipple I was like <laughs> like I was one of the I was like the wolf howling and then his like feet are stomping and yeah that's me <laughs> just so hot and like in the one part and when, when when she's like oh like don't talk until I've come at least twice and it's like woman real <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> And she's like, I'm just gonna starfish you. Like, God, she's so. I just love a mean woman. <laughs> yeah, I really well, do. Camille basically dies, so she runs the PR for Fortunato, and she's very good at her job. She is a bastard. 
Um, so in episode three, they do identify Perry's body. They also identify Frederick's wife, Morella, and she is the only survivor. Um, so she's all burned and stuff, and that's a whole thing. But Camille discovers that Victorine's, uh, Victorine's her sister, and she is doing some illegal heart mesh tests on animals, and they're unsuccessful. And Camille finds that out and basically wants to investigate for herself and uh, ends up being killed by a chimpanzee. Yeah. It's very sad. Rip to the hottest one. We also <laughs> learned that Victorine's girlfriend, they're lesbians. Oh my God, the other hottest one. Yes, yeah, so hot. She was so pretty. Who is the actual doctor. Um, she, so, I don't know how to explain this. Victorine basically, so Verna plays, so Verna to get into Victorine's head plays like a woman who needs treatment and gets into her head that she like books her for an illegal surgery because basically they have to start testing on humans and um is like making her girlfriend do this but not telling her that she's doing it um verna also at this point um i forgot how to speak verna mm -hmm. also poses as an escort for tamberlane tamberlane's husband bill to fulfill tamberlane's cock hold fetish yeah that was a fucking weird ass thing yeah tamerlane is how does that even relate to the poem like what how like can you give any insight um it doesn't <laughs> her uh what was her episodes called it was called like what was her thing called gold goldberg goldbug, goldbug. goldbug. that's a poem okay but um, yeah, it doesn't. The fetish has nothing to do with it, I don't think. Yeah. I think she was just, like, envious. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, she wants these things, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was reading somewhere that, like, Victorine was, like, very jealous of Camille, apparently. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, that's just something I read. Yeah. I think Victorine had too much, like, pride Yeah, to, like, tell her family that she was failing. But I don't know if it was jealousy. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely too much pride. I mean, well, very bizarre. So then we go into episode four, The Black Cat. Good episode. <laughs> Very good episode. A little disturbing for some people who don't like to see animal death. Yeah, but the cat was never dead. Yeah. It was never dead this entire time. But you get depicts, you know, you get depictions of. No, I know, but I'm just saying in general. Oh, yeah, I know. But the cat was never dead, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So in flashbacks, Dupin shows Roderick documents with his signature, which Fortunato forged. In the present, Leo adopts a black cat resembling Pluto from Verna to deceive Julius. Oh. Because in the previous episode, Leo believes he accidentally killed Pluto, the black cat of his partner, Julius. So in episode four, he goes to adopt a new cat from Verna. 
Um, Camille's death triggers a family crisis as they no longer have a PR lead. Roderick, Madeline, and Prim identify Vera as the culprit who Madeline recalls meeting on New Year's Eve of 1980. Pim gives Frederick the locker, the locked burner phone Perry gave to Morella at the party. Frederick becomes paranoid that Morella was cheating on him. In an attempt to cope, he asks Leo for drugs. Roderick confines in Madeline about his diagnosis, uh, similar to their mother's. The new Pluto torments Leo amid Julius's concern over his excessive drug use due to grief over his siblings' deaths. Leo brings Verna to take brings Verna to take back the cat and accidentally gorges Pluto's eyes. With Verna showing the same injuries, he trashes the apartment to find Pluto, all of it because of his hallucinations. Then Leo falls to his death from the balcony as the real Pluto reappears. Yeah. I felt like a lot happened in this episode that, because it's episode five, no, episode four. I feel like a lot happened in this episode that like pulled us into like the next half of the season. Yeah. Because we learn more about like Roderick and Madeline. Yeah, we learn more about their time at the bar with Verna and all that type of stuff. Yeah, because the next episode is when it (laughs) it really gets interesting. Yes, the telltale heart. Roderick, Madeline, Annabelle Lee join forces with Dupin to uncover Fortunato's hidden files. So Dupin and Roderick have this history together because they were going to take down Fortunato at one point. They were trying to do that. The surviving Usher children devolve into jealousy over their father's favoritism. Frederick has the hospital discharge Morella into into his care. Now he's like high on coke all the time. It's a mess. Victorine admits that she forged Ali's signature to hurry Verna's surgery. Dupin admits he lied about the inf- the informant's existence to the pit to pit the family against each other. After an argument, Tamberlene and Bill break up. Roderick meets Victorine for the heart mesh, but she is distracted by a ticking noise. Her memory then comes back. After Ali said she was going to reveal what the Usher family had been doing during testing, Victorine threw a bookend at her head, killing Ali. Desperate, she used the heart mesh on Allie and was driven to madness by the meshes chirping. Victorine commits suicide in front of her father. That was a really interesting episode. It was the best one. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Cause like the story, the telltale heart. Yeah. And just like modernizing it in some way. Kind of. Cause of the chirping and like the heart mesh and making it fit in the story. Brilliant yeah yeah (laughs) anything more to say (laughs) no because my memory sucks (laughs) is that why you're reading the entire thing off the wikipedia page bro (laughs) what nothing i'm just reading the synopsis to the episodes i know and what did i i didn't say anything (laughs) oh i thought when you said bro like you were making fun of me no okay can you recite what happened in each episode off the top of your yes. head? Yes. Then why aren't you doing that? Why are you making me sit here and do this? Because I thought you were going to do it. No, that's why I said I had the Wikipedia page. Okay. All right. So what happened in episode six? Bro, it's Tamerlane's episode. Yes, it is Tamerlane's episode. 
So she's dealing with hallucinations and insomnia after her breakup with Bill. I actually really liked this episode. I loved like her sequence of like crashing all the mirrors and everything and all that. I thought Verna. That's what what happens in the poem as he keeps seeing hallucinations of himself. So he kills himself by slitting his throat because he sees himself in the mirror and he thinks it's the other, it's like, it's the other him. So he tries to kill him, but it's himself. Yes. And then at the end, when the glass hits her throat, it's like perfect how it like. Yes. So that's how that's her death. (laughs) Yeah. And like pit in the pendulum with Freddie and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because the whole episode, like she's trying to pitch like her little wellness thing, but Verna has like completely infiltrated her mind and like basically seems as if she's taking over her life. Yeah. Do you think like the sex, the sex thing was real? Do I think it was real? Yeah. Like was it up on the screen or was that just Tammy's imagination? It was Tammy's imagination the entire time. Okay. (laughs) No. Yeah. That was not real. That was like a complete hallucination. And yeah. Yeah. She was annoying though. Yes, she was. She was so fucking annoying. For the next episode. <laughs> Which is The Pit and the Pendulum. Pit and the Pendulum. Shall <laughs> I read the synopsis? <laughs> yeah, if you want. All right. The Pit and the Pendulum. Madeline tries to convince Prim to elect her as CEO as Roderick is pushed out due to his illness. She wishes to pivot Fortunato to a tech company focusing on artificial immortality. Frederick has been busy torturing Morella. In 1979, Roderick betrays Dupin at the court hearing to take down Fortunato, saving the company and earning its gratitude. Shocked and disappointed, his wife Annabelle Lee leaves him. In the present, Roderick refuses Juno's request to get off Ligodone. Also, we didn't talk about Roderick is remarried to Juno, who is a like ligand like a drug addict yes i just and she's like how old we also didn't talk about the kiss between madeline and verna in episode five no we did not when she says okay (laughs) what does she say um something about cleo my cleopatra i know that but she says something when they kiss at midnight she says something I don't even know, but it was I was it was a lot. Oh, oh, oh. He, we, he did oh. huh? This is like Roderick's like upset about it. And it's like Is he? Well, he was like jealous because he like wanted like yeah. He said, I thought we had a thing. Yeah, like he's like jealous. Listen, Roderick, your sister's literally a lesbian yeah when she when they said that she got married to a man i was like that's a that's a gay woman yeah that's a clearly a gay woman that's a gay one um so roderick refuses juno's request to get off ligadone admitting he only married her because he was fascinated by her body's affinity for the drug she leaves him too frederick enters the building where perry died prior to being bulldozed he snorts cocaine and collapses. Verna reveals that she Verna reveals that she pushed him to add paralysis. Nightshade. She Thank uses you. nightshade. 
Thank you. Which is what he was using on Maury. Yes. Which he was using on his wife to paralyze her to make it seem like she like wasn't getting better. Yes. And like so she couldn't speak and like say anything and stuff like that. Yes. Um, it's it's paralytic. Was, yes. Paralytic. Then, that's the word. Oh boy. <laughs> the cocaine. <laughs> he also pees where Prospero died. Yes. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He's a cunt. He really is a kind of that stupid fucking ponytail bun. He looks like Gaston. 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 <laughs> no one fights like Gaston. Okay. Um, as the demolition, as the demolition begins, demo, whatever. Demolition. Demolition begins. <laughs> he explained. I failed. I'm not laughing at you. No, I know. I'm telling people. If no one knows this, I could not read growing up. I have slight dyslexia and reading out loud is very hard for me still to this day. And so maybe my career in podcasting is never going to blow up. Well, you don't really read off of things when you're podcasting. That's true. I, I, one day we'll have a producer do this for us. As the demolition begins, she explains she could have chosen an easier method of death, but chose this because of his decision to torture Morella. The collapsing infrastructure forms a pendulum that bisects Frederick. Lenore discovers her mother's torture and calls the police. Madeline thinks she can save herself if Roderick dies and convinces him to overdose on Ligodone. Verna, how Verna, however, does not allow him to die just yet. And that's episode seven. So all six kids are dead. I love how she could have easily just killed them. Like she killed Lenore, but because they were all just absolutely awful people, she was like, nope. Yep. <laughs> You're all going to die in the worst way possible. <laughs> is episode seven when we learn about the deal? Or is that episode eight? Okay. Episode eight was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. Well, like really? at least. No, it was longer, but it wasn't. I don't know if it was an hour and a half, but. Yeah. He had a lot going on <laughs> in episode eight. Yeah. So, episode seven, the pendulum reminded me of um, in Saw, there's a trap that was like a pendulum. So, it reminded me of that. That's awful. What a way to die. And the way that he felt every single thing, and it was a slow death. Love it yeah he deserved it he did he was a fucking asshole <laughs> listen i love bowling but when you have a bowling alley like in your living room like that that's you're fucking disgusting put in the fucking basement i just like he was such an ass kisser <laughs> like he sucked up to roderick and at first you're like oh he seems like a nice guy i guess and then it's giving kendall roy he's just the fucking worst yeah this that- is <laughs> Succession, but not. This is spooky succession. Oh. Well, that was a thing. Like Fed, I think Frederick and his sister, like their whole big thing was like as more siblings appeared as you know, as the years went on, like the division of wealth got smaller. Not really, because it's based on the Sackler family, and this family's worth like $10 billion. That's infinite money. No, but they make that someone makes that comment in like episode two or three. I think it's in two. that they they felt like the wealth was diminishing yes they say it in episode two he's like oh just another person to split the the inheritance with yeah but that's just crazy because like 
They have infinite money. I know, but (laughs) sickos. To them, there's never enough money. I guess. They don't think of it that way. Yeah. I mean, like, Leo's the only guy because Leo's the one that says it. Yeah. And Leo doesn't do anything. He was like the drug dealer. (laughs) He did nothing. He He had no business. To make video games. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) He paid, yes, like you said, he paid people to make video games. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that so like a lot like Leo and Camille only met like Roderick at um 2018 at, and at, like, 16. 20, yeah, like such a late time in <laughs> Prospero at 16, Camille at 20, Leo at 18. You know what we didn't talk about? How Mark Hamill is the family lawyer. I, <laughs> <laughs> I... I was watching this and I was like, why does he look like Mark Hamill? And then the credits went and I was like, oh, it is Mark Hamill. Well, but he's such yeah. a talented voice actor that he like, I was like, he changed oh. his voice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did Joker. So I guess he could do this too. <laughs> yeah. So like, cause I watched the first two episodes with Atan and the first three episodes and uh, they were like, is that is that the guy from Star Wars? I was like, nah. Yes, actually, yes, that is. <laughs> I like noticed kind of, and I didn't notice right away, but like took me a second. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, mm-hmm. that's Mark Hamill. That was a funny. Yeah. Mission. I mean, the cast Pim. was stacked in a perfect. Arthur way. Pym. Arthur Pym. What a badass name. He's such a badass. <laughs> like yeah yeah, he kind of like did all their dirty work but when they like went to him and they were like you could you know i could get rid of these files for you and he was like no i don't want to be another um like a leverage i don't want to be that and he just went to jail (laughs) what a guy i know what an honest man what an honest man (laughs) um he tried to kill verna I was like, this stupid fucking man. This stupid laughing and he goes, sorry for trying to kill you. I was like, that's me. That's so me. (laughs) Oh, what a funny man. (laughs) Pulled out the tape to roll her up and it was like, oh my God. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. So respectful (laughs) in some way. Yeah. Crazy. So episode eight. Crazy episode yes long episode in 1979 griswold makes roderick his right-hand man after he saves them at the court hearing on new year's eve madeline and roderick serve griswold amatilid i don't know what it's called what the drink a-m-o-n-t-i-l-l-a-d-o okay okay and <laughs> wall him and wall him into the basement murdering him they plan to frame him and have Roderick replace him on the board, taking over Fortunato. The siblings establish an alibi at Verna's bar and make a deal with her for wealth and power. In exchange, the Usher bloodline will die right before the siblings do. Right before the siblings do. So let's talk about the the deal. Okay. The thing with the... It's just so strange. Like, there was really no hesitation. I think Madeline had a slight hesitation to it. Once she realized her brother had like no regret to it. 
She was like, you could have all the wealth and the power. No one will ask for anything, but you're all going to die at the same time. Well, I, it was just interesting because like Roderick's the one who kept putting his dick in other people. And then Madeline was like not having a bloodline. Like she didn't want children because she knew. Yeah. I don't even think that they knew at that point if it was real or not. So I don't think there was like any hesitation because they were like, this isn't real. And even as they got older, they were still like, do you remember the bar, blah, blah. And then they kept referencing it and saying like, no, it was fuzzy. So like, they don't even remember it. (laughs) Exactly. But in episode... I forgot which episode, but Madeline goes and drives to the bar to see if it's there. And it's like, it's not, not real. There. Yeah. It's not it has real. a spray painted Raven on it. Yes. <laughs> and I think like, yeah. And like episode seven and stuff or like six or seven, they're like trying to figure out who Verna is. And like Madeline's, you don't remember her. And, and Roderick's like, no, like it wasn't. And then he's like, he's very convinced it was not real at all. And then like, God, even when, epi- uh, I think it's either seven or eight when, Madeline is like hunting Verna down and she goes and she like runs into her in episode six with Tamerlane and like when they sit down um it's either seven or eight but they like have a conversation just between them two it's so good older Madeline younger Madeline whatever the fuck Madeline badass a (laughs) badass loved her <laughs> even like it's just crazy Werner lo- oh <laughs> when when she took off that wig in the car like <laughs> they shouldn't have put her like what was the fucking what was the what was, was the bump it doing there I don't know I hated <laughs> me the entire time I was watching it's like, like her hair is so pretty oh, like period yeah like I was like why did she need the bangs awful fuck ass bob awful if you know the reason behind the fucking haircut let me know <laughs> let me know it was awful Please. um so yeah so they make the deal with verna and now it all is starting to unfold um in the present verna offers prim a deal for immunity for his crimes because he tries to kill her as we said but he refuses uh, Verna regrets having to kill the innocent Lenore and reveals that her mother will recover and form a, be- a beneficent foundation in her name before granting Lenore a peaceful death. And I think that's like Roderick reminds us basically in every episode that Lenore's the best part of the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when she died, he took it the hardest. Yeah. I don't think he realized that such an innocent person, I think, well, because like he says, like Lenore reminds him so much of Annabelle Lee. Yeah. And I, you know, he really did love Annabelle Lee. He did. And I think he holds a lot of guilt for, I guess, her death. Yeah. Because um, she so could. Like, yeah. She couldn't live that, without the kids. When I like first, th- when I like realized like that it was the whole bloodline, I was like, fuck, that means Lenore. I was like, no. Yeah. And she, at least she died the most peaceful way. Yeah. Of definitely. all of them. Just lots of tears. <laughs> yeah. And the like whole like mon not I guess it, I guess it was a monologue, but like when Verna's telling her like what her mom does yeah. for like so many people, it was so cute. It was so not cute. I mean, it was just devastating. Yeah, it was really. But, 
Yeah. But yeah. Verna then instructs Roderick to call Dupin to confess. Before doing so, Roderick had invited Madeline to the old house where he killed her and replaced her eyes with sapphires to give her a queenly send-off. That whole thing kind of confused me. Like, what's the purpose behind, like, him killing her and doing that? And yeah. then we're kind of coming back to life. Um, With, like, Madeline and Roderick? Yeah. Die how their parents did? Okay. Because in that part, when when Roderick was talking about Madeline, that was like the part where I felt it was like, was he in love with his sister? Like that was yeah. the part that got the closest to like him, like that they were like too close to me. Not that I thought they were incestual, but like the vibe. No, no. it's just because like, I think he wanted to honor her in the way that like, because she wanted to be immortal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like the mummification they believe like their spirits i guess go on so like they're yeah. always living that's true that's why verna kept calling her cleopatra and blah 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 blah, blah and you know and gotcha. then huh no i said gotcha like that makes sense now and then like um yeah just them dying how the mother and the father did and then after Roderick finishes confessing, a demon like Madeline appears, resurrecting like her mother, and strangles Roderick, causing the house to collapse. Juno inherits and dissolves Fortunato, creating a drug rehab foundation. Pym is arrested and Dupin retires. Verna leaves a token of each usher on each usher's grave while reciting Poe's Spirit of the Dead. The whole like poems in the end, I was like, okay, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow, well, he's really <laughs> it's like we don't need to recite the Raven, it's fine. Yeah. And then Nevermore and Once Upon a Midnight Dreary, blah blah blah. I don't I was like, I don't need it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't need it. So well done though, the show. So well done. W really his finest. He went out with Netflix on a bang. Yeah, and I uh... But now, like, will he make any more, like, shows like this? I don't know. I mean, I think that's the goal. I think that's the goal with Prime is to make... I mean, he's always going to do horror. It's not like he's going to switch into rom-coms. No, of course not. But, like, I don't think he can make another Haunting of because that's, no. like, Netflix's property. No, he can't make any more Hauntings. And he, yeah, but he could still take things like he took with Poe's, you know, work and transform it or like stuff like midnight mass yeah. and stuff I mean, he's famous for adapting things to screenplays so i don't know i i want him to do um carmen maria Mortado's. uh i forgot her last name that was probably wrong but uh her like collection of short stories called her body and other parties so good like a like a horror esque science fiction type book it's so good he would do so well with it oh i'm gonna have yay to <laughs> what no that sounds interesting i kind of have to read that it's a good book yeah it's a good collection of short stories she's also just a great art author great writer you'll have to send that to me later i'll look it up she's a really good book um called in the dream house and it's about her like abusive relationship with another woman 
it's really interesting lots of anecdotes yeah hmm. that's it's like an autobiography told or like a memoir told in anecdotes it's really good oh she sounds like a really good writer that i should invest should. my time in absolutely <laughs> absolutely i like that we're both sitting here in the same exact position basically one's tatted one's not yeah i was talking about tattoos at work the other day with people and i was saying like one of my biggest fears are like that my body will like my tattoos will blow out badly mm-hmm. and that's like one of my fears about getting them mm-hmm. um and then my one coworker was like no like you can't like you can't fear about that and then my other coworker, like she pulled off her shoe to show us a tattoo on her foot she was like what do you think that's supposed to be and i was like a line of stars she goes cat cat prince i said yeah it blew out so bad they're just like blobs on her foot did she go to a good tattoo artist probably not it's also probably like you know 20 30 years old the tattoo so yeah that's but that's my common. fear like i don't want to shit i don't want to blow out in 20 years and i just have a blob of ink on my in my skin that's why you go get things touched up yeah and they don't cost as much yeah i don't know anything really about tattoos though no yeah I also have like a hard time we obviously we talk about this a lot like I have a hard time committing to an idea so yeah it's fair and it's not so much like committing to an idea but it's like do I want that on my body for the rest of my life like I think I just overthink it yeah (laughs) because I do have good I, I do have good ideas like I would love like a very minimalistic Statue of Liberty um I would like possibly a tarot card. I would like my grandmother's handwriting. Different things. They make everyone hotter. Well, I could use as much as I could get. That's not true. Not one bit. Ow. Nice to me. You okay? What'd you say? No, actually, I just remembered another time where I confused our conversation now that you're stretching. what when you when i thought you were getting your boobs fucking cut open for some reason that was like two days ago i think you were talking about your mouth yeah you've confused a lot of my texts (laughs) you said the left side and i was like the left boob oh because you put sob and i read boob and that's not my fault (laughs) no I didn't last night I didn't realize that we changed topics. I know. <laughs> no, I didn't realize that we changed topics. Well, I basically no, because we went from one topic to something else, and then you went one way, and then I I still we did it because we had already passed that conversation, and then you went back to the past conversation, and I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Conversation <laughs> crossroads. Like two trains passing in the night. We don't even pass. We go this way. <laughs> we're running parallel. Yeah, like we're not, we were not on the same page. No. That's okay. It's fine. Thanks for talking about the fall of the House of Usher with me. Oh my gosh, always. It's such a good show. I know. I kind of want to rewatch it now. You should. Yeah. Ow. Ow. <laughs> I got a cramp in my foot. 
Oh, that's not fun. No, it went away though. I stopped it before it got too bad. <laughs> we should, yeah. I was going to say something about Jennifer and Laurel. Bedifer and Ten Laurel. Where did that, like, I feel like that started like two days ago or something. It was Athian. Oh, really? What was the original post that it was on? Oh, I didn't know if like Atan like put it on something like oh, I'm gonna start using this or if like they just started no, using it. They, they just up. started using it. And honestly, it fits so perfectly because so many times I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I need to say like Bet and Tina. Bet. Like, <laughs> like, Tina. Yeah, Tina. And now it's we like, can say it. And then yeah. no one will get a like banned. Except me, apparently. <laughs> I can't believe you got banned from the L chat. <laughs> I didn't do it anything you literally didn't do anything maybe i'm still bland. sometimes apparently oh, sometimes it's a glitch apparently that's what i that's what i heard phoebe saying that it was like a that that's like a glitch because like if you don't post or do anything how are they going to know that you're like there you know? <laughs> who the fuck has my ip address <laughs> listen listen those people let me see the night chicky was saying that she was going to get phoebe and i's ip address even though it had nothing to do with us oh we're back, everyone. Oh, good. The L chat is back. <laughs> She's been unbanned. Now, now you could find out about Kate and Clementine. They did date. <laughs> that episode is such a good episode. How many uh, times have you watched it this week? Once. Oh, I felt like you've watched it like two or three times. No, it's just one of my favorites, so I keep watching it. I can't remember the last time I watched an episode of The L Word. It's just so good. It's so I know. Good. I miss it. One of my one of my work friends, the one I was with the other day, she's like watching it for the first time, mm-hmm. and she's on season two right now, and she's like texting me through it, mm-hmm. and I love it so much. I was like, when you get to episode nine, let me know. And she goes, Oh God, I'm scared. And I was like, Don't be, don't just be. It's don't a great be. episode because her boyfriend loves Bet. <laughs> he loves well, Bet as he should. I know, but. Sometimes one the other day he was like, sometimes I'm anti-Tina. And I was like, let me stop you the fuck. Right. Let, no. let me let me stop you there. And then I went on a whole rant. I literally looks like a crazy person. Looks like a crazy person to these people who I just totally were hanging out with for the first time ever. <laughs> I mean, you always look like a crazy person, but like we get like I get your crazy. The people that you normally are with like understand you're crazy. Listen, I don't always look like a crazy person because normally I'm like this. Well, I'm yeah. Like this. But when you talk about the L word and Tina, you turn into like a banshee. You turn no into one... the whale wolf stomping, stomping its foot. No one gets it. <laughs> no one gets I... it. You do. I get it. You have really pretty eyes. Thanks. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was really hooked on Tina's curls today. What? I was really hooked on Tina's curls today. Oh yeah. And then That's I was thinking girl. How, and then I was thinking about how in like season three of Gen Q, like they brought that back with the side posh. So cute. She's so hot. <laughs> she is. Oh, Bet really. Bet got the lucky. Bet got the hottest girl in LA. She, that that gif of Jennifer looking at Laurel's lips to her eyes to her, I was. I was at work literally just like insane insane it's so 
who looks who who's looking at their coworker like that? You can't say it's just acting. You can't because no one no one does that. No one does that. I've never seen such a convincing couple on TV. Oh, it's at the ready. We got we got a gif at the ready. Oh, it's it's so good. They're so hot. They are. I was like going through my camera roll to like come up with my photos for like the end of the month, like for my monthly wrap up. And most of the photos in October are just of Jennifer and her pink suits. Fair enough. Yeah. But can't October roundup. That's yeah. <laughs> Your October roundup has to have at least one text for me. Hmm. I gotta find one. Pretty funny. So shouldn't take much. <laughs> you are pretty funny. I don't know. You send me too many one words sometimes though. Can't be funny with just a one word. Yes, I can. All right. <laughs> well, you have you have four more days to to really I'm sm- sure I've said plenty of funny things this month. <laughs> fine I'll, I'll really have to scroll i thought you told me the other day you were like oh i screenshot a lot of your texts but you don't know i do i gotta look i don't know if i i don't know if i screenshotted anything in october i gotta look that's fair diane did give me a funny one the other day because she was like i'm pre-warning you of this topic because i know it makes you squirmish and i was like men and she was like no i was like i don't know what you're talking about then and then she told me the story and i was like okay i get it now (laughs) um but yeah Uh, well everyone thank you for listening to all things it's been a joy been a joy we'll be back next week something maybe screaming more about jennifer and laurel jennifer has that thing this weekend she has it tomorrow oh yeah tomorrow so we'll have plenty to talk about listen (laughs) We'll definitely have plenty to talk about. Hopefully. She's gonna wear a suit or a dress or both. Oh, okay. Um mm. Ooh. I feel like she's gonna go suit. Me too. Yeah. Glasses. She has to wear glasses because she can't see now. Like she said she's Listen, Leo, Leo's gonna be there and I wanna DM him and be like, tell me if she's wearing a suit or a dress. Oh, yeah, because it's not going to be, like, public, like, it's not, uh, hopefully Getty Images will be there. We'll get some good photos. I think, uh, yeah, I think we'll get a couple good photos. Or, like, Leo's going to post a photo with Jennifer or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I really hope so. I hope so, too. Um, Leo, give us the content. This woman's showing up at more gay events than gay people. Yeah, the hermit coming out. She had a whole fucking lesbian con. She went to lesbians in tech. She's going to a whole pride thing. She's creating a festival. <laughs> She's literally a lesbian festival. A lesbian festival. The glass box is shattering. Shattering. She fucked Laurel. <laughs> Ate all night. <laughs> they packed uh, t-shirts together. They fucked in the kitchen like Dana and Alice. 
And then they repeated. Yep. <laughs> Fucking repeat. Went to dinner. Yep. Fuck eat Went repeat. To brunch. Oh, that's fun. Fuck eat repeat. That's a good title for the episode. <laughs> I can't make it the title of this one because we're talking about the fall. I know. Next I know. Week. Next week. Fuck eat repeat. Ne- ne- next week I'm gonna name it fuck eat repeat. <laughs> it's the Lady Gaga <laughs> video where she goes, club, another club. club. Plane. <laughs> Bus, plane, club, another club. Literally, bed, kitchen, counter, couch. <laughs> Bed, kitchen, counter. wall, shower, floor, door, club, another club, plane, pool. bus. Oh, there's no pool, pool in the world's house. Fake pool. <laughs> <laughs> Guest room. Poor Nala. She's probably at soccer camp. <laughs> like... I really hope so. I, no, or, she was just well, at a friend's house. Laurel's like, got her some noise canceling beats. They're never gonna be. They can never listen to this podcast, dude. Yeah, my career have to delete every single episode of this thing. If you were, <laughs> were like, "Hey, get us like a live episode at your festival." Here are some episodes. Delete every single every single episode. I'm just gonna have to keep the ones where I talk about Gen Q. And the regular show. You can keep the episode. You send the episode to me and Caitlin. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Bat Porter is coming home. No, Tina Kennard's coming home to her wife every night, 8 p.m. Fuck, eat, repeat, club, another club, plane, plus. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, yeah, no, I think just in general, if my career goes the way I would like it to, this whole podcast needs to get burned. S- same. You and I, we're black, we're fucking blacklisted <laughs> right now. Listen, my digital footprint is already too much. <laughs> yeah. Yay, brain rot. They already know. I was already, I was now I was used to announce season three of the L word. Yeah, but no one knows. They that already Celine. know. No, no huh? one knows which Celine. No one knows that Celine or which Celine or they don't know they don't know they don't have to know (laughs) they don't really know it's me either i guess no one really knows it's me it's not like you were used i was used a few times i know i'm kidding your face was used my whole likeliness i had a (laughs) sign your whole likeliness was used (laughs) just can't um yeah when random oh my tv just started making noises what the fuck it's Verna. <laughs> it's Verna. Um, yeah, when random people were like asking me, like, was that you at the end of the episode? I was like, yeah, that I'm my fame. Should have been like, no. Yeah. That was my doppelganger. Yeah, actually. someone from high school. Were you in the were you at the end of the episode? Yes. No. I wish I was in the episode. Why wasn't I fucking invited to the wedding? I had an invite. Why weren't we? Yeah. What? Yes, you did. I had an invite and I had I, I should have a plus one and you'd be no like, I got beef with Showtime because like why are you not sending it to the like the whoever ran the account fuck you <laughs> it's a shame too because they were very nice in person but they that's fine really like I would have gone up to them and been like why aren't you interacting with the actual fans of the show well that's the thing she asked me to send her a list of who I thought she should interact with and I did and she didn't listen 
Again, I say, fuck you. I know. I swear yeah. to God, Albert, New York, I better get something. I fucking live here. <laughs> what? Okay. So do what a million you- other lesbians. Yeah, but I'm, okay. But I'm like an actual fan of the show. That's what I meant. I'm not like a random fucking lesbian on the street. I'm just saying like, put me in the background. I'm just kidding. I really don't want to be. But like, I'm, I meant more like if they that do- That was like, a whole range of emotions. <laughs> I meant more like if they do like a screening or a pr- like not a premiere, but like, I want to go, like, let me go. Oh, of course. That's what I meant. Oh my God. I've done <laughs> enough for that. I've done enough for that network. I wasn't doing, oh my God, at you. I was doing it at the, at the idea. Of I know we really, we've done so much for this fucking show. <laughs> fucking free publicity. What? I'm playing eight ball. <laughs> Oh, I, I do lost. love me some eight ball. Huh? I said I do love me some eight ball. I almost lost. I got every single ball in the first time, except the eight ball. Oh. And then I just almost hit the eight ball in a different pocket than I chose, which is why I was reacting so much. I see. I see. Yeah. All right. Well. This is going to end, so thank you all for listening. What a fun, this fun was fun. little episode. It is a good episode. It is, it is. We always have good episodes. Do the people listen? No. No. But if you want us at that festival, you gotta you got to spread the word. How many people listen to this? Um, well, 600 people have us... Um, liked? Liked. Okay. So like 600 people are subscribed on Spotify. Okay. And then I normally, we normally break, we do break a hundred listens per episode. Um, but it, it's been dwindling. It's been like 150, 120, 119. Yeah. And, but it's like some episodes, like my older episodes have like a thousand listens or 500 or 700. And I'm like, why aren't it's, you? Like, the L word's not on. I know that, but it's like, I, I mean we could talk about Elward episodes we could we could continue like where I left off with the season like I'm in season two like if we want to go back and review see like we could go back and review the OG again I'd be happy to do that okay we could do that okay that's great because I think I, I like doing that that's fun I think that yeah I think that's a brilliant idea <laughs>